a couple of months ago, uh, I was part of a glorious wedding here at St. Mark's, and it was on a beautiful day like this with a great sunlight, and I was kind of corralling various parties involved uh, right before the ceremony started, and corralling myself most of all, trying to make sure I had everything ready. And I noticed that the, the pictures were being taken out by the Columbarium Garden, which is a beautiful place. If you've ever been there, um, just walk through the parish hall towards the bathrooms, and you'll find it in the back there by the chapel. And there, the different uh, bridal uh, parties were taking pictures and family members. And I saw the groom there, and I, I said to the groom, you know, this is such a beautiful place. I, I often come out here and just kind of sit with the folks that are out here. And he looked at me like, what folks are out here? I said, it's the columbarium garden, you know, where we bury people. This is where we inter those who have died in this parish. And uh, kind of looked at me like, surprise. It's a beautiful place. And then he said, you know, it seemed like a good place to take pictures for our wedding. And then we just kind of sat there in silence and thought about that for a few moments. And I don't know what he was thinking about, but I was thinking about that feeling we get when we know that we are part of a bigger story, when we know that we're not alone, when it comes to a big event in our life that not only those who are living have gathered around us to support us, but in fact those who have died have gathered around us in that great cloud of witnesses to witness to the promises and the sacrament that is taking place in that moment. Launching out on a marriage is a big event in anyone's life, a commitment for life. Launching out in the stormy sea uh, on a little boat, as they say, or perhaps as that country song says, like two sparrows in a hurricane. I've always liked that song. Uh, it can be rough out there, and so to know that we're not alone brings great comfort in times of transition. Old Kierkegaard said something about the church doing a lot of hatching, matching, and dispatching. That's kind of what we do here. And today we're hatching here. Finn and River, who have been brought to these waters of baptism. But these are very normal and very ordinary moments in human life. Birth, relationships, commitment, and then finally death. In this life cycle of humanity, it's neat to be on this beginning end of it. But in all these events that we call sacraments, a place where God's grace meets us, particularly in this place, it is good to know that we are not alone in this. I know it's scary for me raising children in this world. And to know that I am not alone gives me great comfort to believe that God is working in my children's lives even when it seems like nothing I'm doing is working all that well. When it seems that I've done all that I can, to know that I'm not alone in this brings great comfort and peace to me. We are surrounded by the whole communion of saints, the living and the dead. And sometimes, from my personal experience, the dead ones can help me a lot more than the living ones. No offense to any of you living ones here today. You know, when I get in a tight spot and I need some 
extra prayer support and encouragement. I will let my friends know what I need, that I need prayer for something. And uh, to exclude those who have died from that circle of prayer is just rude. And when we witness this All Saints Day, it's sort of like the tomb of the unknown soldier in many ways. This is a collective day to celebrate all those saints who don't get their own day. But in so doing, we've kind of expanded it to just remember what the saints are doing for us. They're praying for us. And we ask them to pray for us as we go through the struggles of life, the same struggles that they went to when they were in their lives. The saints were not people who had easy lives. They were not people who everything came easy to them. In fact, many of them suffered greatly and had huge challenges and they struggled with, with really big things. And yet it was in that struggle that they found God's grace to be particularly close to them. And that's why we honor their memory, realizing that we are knit together, as our prayer said, knit together with them in this journey of life, both the living and the dead. And to celebrate all saints today, even though all of our scripture readings seem to be very very much on the theme of death. Did you notice that? Um, We had a funeral eulogy there in the Book of Wisdom about those who have died, and then this vision of of the New Jerusalem and heaven and Revelation where tears and mourning and sadness will be taken away from people and all that will pass away into the past. And then this very moving scene where Jesus confronts death in the face of at the tomb of Lazarus, where Mary and Martha both have things to say to him. In this very tense moment, he breaks down in weeping. And yet this is a very auspicious and important day for baptisms. Because in the ancient history of the church, this was the day where many people would take a saint's name in their baptism. They were saying, I'm following Jesus, and they would change their name, just as Jesus and God changed folks' names in the Bible. And so to take a saint's name on All Saints Day would be a very special thing to do. And as they start out in this life of faith together in these waters of baptism, I'm reminded that this is the same water that Jesus was baptized in, the same water that the early Christians were baptized in, the same water that the saints were baptized in. I think the contemplation of the saints brings great comfort to life. And I experienced this in a very profound way on Friday. I was getting the columbarium, the one inside here, ready for Flo's funeral. Flo, a wonderful woman who came to the 730 service here at this parish. She planted a church here in Austin in her life. She brought joy to so many. She was a dancer, tap dancer extraordinaire. She even appeared in the movie Bernie alongside Jack Black. Uh, She had an amazing life. And as I was tinkering there, it takes two screwdrivers to open the columbarium and you have to get this plate off and put it right so that everything fits together. And I was, it's like Ikea furniture kind of, but, but made out of solid brass. And I'm like doing it. And you know, all those worries and anxieties and fears and things that kind of just swirl around in my head all day just, just went away, just went away as I was working that as I was in the presence of these from our parish who have gone before us, it put my life in perspective in a really profound way. When we contemplate the saints in their long trajectory of faith, 
it puts our lives in perspective too. And so as we come to these waters of baptism, as River and Finn especially come to these waters, but as all of us renew our baptismal vows, we remember that God is at his best when we are hatching, matching, and dispatching. That God is at his best in these moments because the word became flesh and dwelt among us, living this life with us. Jesus, who lived on this planet, who passed through the waters of baptism himself and experienced death on this planet, has gone before us. And all the grace that comes to us in these sacraments of baptism and marriage and holy orders and, all, and even in the burial office, all the grace that comes to us in these sacraments comes from Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. It is this grace that flows from the cross that says all sins are forgiven, that you are reconciled, that you are included, that you are loved. This is the grace that River and Finn now come into through the waters of this font. So come to the waters with them. Remember these waters and remember that you are not alone. Amen.